everybody. So welcome back to Lounging with Leash. It's been a minute, but nothing says needing to lounge with Leash and be a little bit lighthearted and feel good like election time. <laughs> and so since I'm recording this on the 4th, the day after the election in air quotes, that's still, I guess we're still electing. Um, I just have had like a lot of thoughts bubbling up in me and like as you know this has been a little bit of a random project and if this is your first time listening thanks for listening the whole point was when I started this was a reason to get out of bed besides just my job like literally something to wake up and do it felt like uh, you know um, I had a purpose in this world and so <laughs> um, when inspiration strikes, I've been recording, which has been really fun. And so today, in lieu, or in, not in lieu, in light of the election and um, kind of like everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, I have some thoughts. Because it's been interesting because um, as everything is unfolding and I'm like seeing everyone on social media like being really stressed and anxious and there's been talks of... Um, anxiety baking or anxiety cooking and or stress baking and um even I saw like a stress charcuterie board <laughs> yeah um which hey I'm all about like you eat that's awesome but it just kind of felt like man like everyone's really stressed about this and like rightfully so I'm not saying you shouldn't be but it's got me thinking like what are the things that calm me down because even me um, I felt the pull a little bit yesterday and last night when things are trying to be tabulated and all. And everyone's like in social media and you know, you're getting sucked in to all these things. And I'm like, huh, what is the, what are my coping mechanisms, if you will? And what are the things that I do? And like, one of them is this. <laughs> I like talking through stuff, but then also, you know, I did, I made like a comfort meal tonight. Our family has a recipe that uh, is like, it's like a meatball recipe that it's just so cozy and um, it's like a, my grandma's passed it down and so that was really jammy and then, um, and then I was thinking about, as I was doing the dishes, I put on music and then, you know, I was thinking about doing one tonight about The Bachelorette because, um, I haven't done one since the last episode where Claire and Dale pretty much solidify and like make it pretty clear that it's like Dunzo, like she's choosing him. And uh, I'm like, that's cool and all, but this just seems more important. I'm gonna go back to Bachelorette, I'm sure, at some point, because this week's will pretty, probably be pretty crazy because. They pushed it back in the week because of the election, so it's supposed to be tomorrow night. So stay tuned on that. I'm sure I'll have thoughts. But <clears throat> anyway, so I was putting on music as I was doing dishes, and I realized, like, man, this is something that really calms me down and chills me out, depending on what I listen to. But it's one of those things that I always forget, which sounds so stupid, but it's like, I should know this about myself, but, like, putting on really um, sentimental or meaningful music, music that I really love, really does help just like, you know, settle things. 
So as I'm listening, I'm like, shoot, maybe I changed the freaking topic of lounging with Leash tonight to be about some of my favorite musicians because I just am obsessed and also really missing live music. Like, uh, it's just one of those things, like, obviously I know there's reasons and there's precautions that we should all be taking and getting in a club and listening to music right now is not um, recommended or wise, but at the same time, it's like, ooh, that is one of the things that's really been kind of stinky about this year on top of lots of other things, but like, you know, the arts have been hit really hard, um, you know, theater, dance, music, a lot of the um, like clubs that showcase all these amazing artists are just like closing down or, you know, completely hurting. There's no way for them to make money. I've seen, I've seen a couple of the venues do some virtual stuff and like, it's just not the same, you know, and it's like hard for them to make money. But anyways, this is not supposed to be a sob story. The point is, I really miss it. And it's one of those things that when you're there, it's like time stops almost like nothing matters. You're suspended. You're in the moment like anything could happen. And they're there with you and they're doing their art and what they love and you're getting lost. And that's a really cool feeling. And so I got recently this like Bose speaker that's really loud and really awesome. And that's been really helpful. I, my neighbors probably hate it. But um, so I thought I would go through my list that I didn't bring in here, but it's fine. It's all in my head um, because I have this playlist that I've been crafting um, probably for like two or three years now of like when I hear a song on Spotify, sorry Apple Music and Pandora people just know, um, Spotify, I will put it on like one of my favorite playlists and I'll go back to it if like it's an artist I don't know, I'll like mentally bookmark it and go back to see like if their whole album was any good or if it was just like a fluke of a song or whatever. Um, but so I have this playlist that's running. I'm always adding new music to. And so I'll put that on like when I just need like to feel something. And uh, so let's get into it about my favorite people. And I'm sure I'll probably have to do like multiple of these because there's so many. And I'm going to look like I have my list, but I forgot it um, in the bathroom. So <laughs> um, first on my list is Dean Lewis, who... Um, a lot of you probably actually know he's blown up a lot in the last couple years and um, he is an awesome follow on Instagram by the way. He's like funny and inspirational and really honest and he could, um, he's like super like comedic too. Like the th he has like little skits or like bits that I don't even think he realizes he's doing but you know creative people tend to have lots of different talents. Like I don't know how many times I've seen like an actor also be a singer and a theater person and you know a baseball player or whatever so he seems like one of those people who just has like a lot of you know internal talents and that um, it just like oozes out of him but at the same time he's like really really um, how do you describe it like uh, structured and methodical about his process and he shares how he goes about the writing process how he goes about trying to tackle creativity and perfecting a song and dealing with anxiety. He talks about journaling and he shares things that he is reading. And on top of that all, he's like 
really good. And um, I saw him, so in case I only said it once, I, I say Dean Lewis again. I believe he's Australian and I saw him in San Francisco a couple years ago and he's just so good. He connects with the audience amazing. He's like singer-songwriter type. You'll kind of see a theme throughout this podcast, but um, he plays guitar. He's one of those, like, I'm a big vocal person. I want real instruments. I want your voice to be on point and I want it to be real and emotional and like not always screamo emo, but like, I want to feel like you mean it. And he is definitely that. And I was moved. I knew it would be great. Um, so if you ever get a chance to see him, please do it. Look up his albums. I think he has one full album out and then he's working on a second I believe there's a bunch of singles but um look him up he's he's funny he's silly his fans are great and um he supports other artists which I really love too and so him um he brought with him on tour this young kid named Jack Gray and he opened for him and Jack Ray is also in my mix. He has even less music. He's only like 20 or 22 or something like that. And um, he's, I think he's English. And, um, but like super cute. Makes me feel like an old creeper lady. But, um, you know, he has that like James Dean, like black and white smoking a cigarette vibe on his Instagram. And like, you can tell he's still just like a, a young dang kid, like trying to figure out the world but aren't we all but like his um guitar playing skills are really great his live sh like I was like you know okay that's one of my favorite ways to find new artists too is when you go to a show of some you love the chances are the openers are going to be fucking great because they're on tour with someone you already love and so unless they're totally sandbagging it like uh, I hate all these people I want you to just love me a lot of the times I found my new favorite band by just going for the opener so don't show up late or do because then I get really good seats but or like can stand really close but for me Jack Ray like really kill it killed it um I've been waiting for some of his new stuff he he gets pretty like um same thing kind of like emotional raw singer songwriter um very like you can tell he like has you know some anxiety too and like thinks about like hanging out with girls and like kind of navigating like drinking too much and stuff like that so and he's super cute so that always helps things so Dean Lewis Jack Gray and and then um on that kind of list so since I live in Sacramento um back when concerts were a thing it was really easy for me to bebop over to San Francisco for shows and so I was pretty lucky that I got to like it was one of those things where I was like I'm willing to spend money on this because I love it so much. And so that's kind of how I work it into my budget. But anyways, so um, I also made it a point to see Charlie Cunningham when he came through. Um, Charlie Cunningham, I kind of like blurred that together. But so he is also English. And but the cool thing about oh. Here comes Roxy Pep. Um, the cool thing about Charlie, uh, there's several things actually. So he uh, was dedicated to his craft and but also really wanted to learn Spanish guitar. 
and um, he went and moved to Spain for like a year or two or something like that and just studied with other musicians and learned the way that they play. There's different picking styles and rhythms and all that stuff that I don't know everything about, but like you'll know it if you hear it. Like it's very like technical and um, fast and can be like, you know, when when like a John Mayer goes into a guitar break, it's a very different sound. They're both really great, but it's just a very different like, usually like pretty fast picking and like really full sound and it's not like a big electrical guitar, it's more acoustic. And um, he just fucking slayed. And so what's cool about that show, and I wish I could remember the name of the cathedral, but um, there's several in San Francisco where they'll do shows and it's still an active church, which is kind of crazy. Um, but like they'll do shows from time to time and I went with my mom, I took her with me my new thing is just buying two tickets to every show I want to go to and then like whoever I get to go with me comes and it's been pretty fun like I've been with friends or cousins or my mom or whatever and that's like my new thing because I'm like I ain't got no time to wait for people to decide <laughs> I'm just gonna buy them um but anyways I'm drinking wine too so we go there's a line wrapped around the cathedral it's a beautiful cathedral first of all and then second of all you get inside and it's like you know the ceilings are like it's probably a four-story building, but there's, it's just air all the way to the top. The huge windows, like the acoustics in there. Actually, probably, probably bad for music, considering it's like a big cavern, but um, the way they set it up made it so it worked. But what's funny, though, is that um, Charlie was actually the opener for somebody else. And I'm like, who are these fools here to see like this other guy? And I was like, well, maybe he'll be good because they're touring together. Or at least what I realized was they got on the bill together in San Francisco. They weren't really touring together much of the other time. And it makes sense to me now because not a lot of people were there to see Charlie. And I'm like, you guys are dumb. He's so good. But that was fine with me because afterwards, so the next guy, and this is going to sound mean, but like the next guy was Ray X. And I don't know if any of you guys know Rye X, but I was like kind of excited because I'm like, oh, he's the main guy. Like, Charlie killed it. Um, what? Like, this guy's probably really, really good. And then he starts playing. And first of all, he has like one of those big like felt hats that's like, I'm a hipster. Hear me roar. And, um, and like everyone there is like, oh, yes, like Rye X. And I'm like, I just, I didn't get it. It was like, he'd play like one key on the keyboard and be like, Ugh. and I'm like, I, I don't know. To each their own, it is not mine. And um, my mom and I, like we gave it a couple, two or three songs and we're like, yeah, maybe we go get dinner. <laughs> and so we went around and we were kind of like waiting and like we saw Charlie and he like scooted off the back. I'm like, damn it because he's so cute. I also think he's a baby too. But anyways, um, we almost got to say hi and he's just amazing. So look him up. All of his songs are really, really good. Um, also another young kid. Um, and then we went to this really cute pizza place that had like literally like three tiny tables inside that were like the size of like a two by four. And it was so cute and it was so good. And it was really, it just felt very San Francisco, you know, like it was on one of those streets that's like 45 degrees. And um, 
just a really fun night. Um, so yeah, so Dean Lewis, um, Jack Gray, Charlie Cunningham, not Ryex, sorry. And then, um, but to each their own. And then um, the other one I was gonna bring up, well, there's a few. So I'm in the San Francisco vein. Um, there's this guy, um, and I might have talked about him before. No, I don't think so. Um, so his name is Justin Ward. And I saw him playing at the San Francisco Farmer's Market on, along the ferry building there. I believe it's on like Saturday mornings or something. Or maybe have more than one. And um, he was playing a saxophone, you know, as like street performers do. And I would like, you know, sometimes you see those people and you're like, oh, like you can kind of play. Ha ha ha. Thanks for being here. But you're also kind of annoying. No, no. He's so legit, and he had his little sign, like, he had his Instagram, like, um, Justin Ward Music, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's super good, and he does covers, but he also has original stuff, and he'll play, like, this time, he would, you know, he's outside, so he's, like, playing background tracks, and he's doing saxophone, like, nobody's freaking business, and people are legit stopping, dancing, paying him, all this stuff, and I'm like, wow. So I've been following him, this probably was like five or six years ago. I've been following him on Instagram and like, dude is legit. He has, he does um, like, uh, what's it called? Like mashups or whatever with other local artists and musicians. And he did, like earlier on in quarantine, he was doing these like live Zoom shows where he'd bring on either a drummer or a keyboard player or a guitarist and they'd, each kind of perform or they jam, which is really hard to do virtually. And like, you could just go for free. And I went to several of them and it was so cool. He'd do like a Q and A in between and it was like freaking a personal concert. So as much as like quarantine has sucked for lots of reasons, that was like really, really cool. I had like my wine, I asked him a question. It was a dumb question, I'm pretty sure, but um, you know, like, and he's also a really good follow because he's just funny as all shit. He loves food. He has these weird dogs. It's like this ongoing saga with his neighbors. So anyways, if you're into that, like, um, acoustic stuff, uh, not acoustic, but I mean, like, there's not a lot of vocals. It's usually just instrumental. Um, like, holy shit, Justin Ward. Yeah. And I, I've already said, like, I want him to play at my future wedding. Him and the Melinda Watts, like, they're going to slay it because, hi, damn. Um, and then, okay, so it's getting kind of late, but um, I mean, like, as a long podcast, but um, another person that I wanted to bring up was Foy Vance. And I, kn I don't know as much about him, but, and I haven't seen him yet, unfortunately, but he's, like, on my freaking list. And he better come to her soon because, um, but he's actually Irish and um, he has a really crazy cool mustache. <laughs> These are the important things to know. And um, his music. So I think what I, one of the things that I really love about, um, not, so a lot of his songs are actually very different in style. So certain songs I really love. Other songs are good, but they're not like my thing. Um, but like, she, look look up She Burns um, because that's one of like my all-time favorite songs, like probably all of last year and pretty much, it's still, it's still going strong. Like one of those songs I can never get sick of, but um, 
he has this way of telling a story. You can visualize it. You can see it. They're like they're like rom com movies, but a song, and you can just kind of see it playing out in your mind. And the other thing I really love about it is that. So I've kind of had this thought recently that of like, I don't know where it came from, but I was coming back from like the grocery store or something. And I had this thought about part of the reason why I think I love dance um, and why I love getting challenged by new choreography is that, you know, you, it challenges you to think ahead and then to like kind of put the move, like cue the move in your body before you actually do it. And that sounds really weird to think of, but you can't necessarily be thinking of the move you are doing really hard or else you will miss the next one and that's like part of the fun and the challenge for me is like making sure you remember all the choreography but it's like how you have to think about it to cue it up in your brain for your body to do it if that makes sense but what I realize what I love about some of these songs and a lot of these musicians that have these intricate ways that they write their music and the patterns and the rhythms and stuff that are unexpected. That's something that gets me. Like if it's hard to remember the lyrics or if there's like a, a thing that you wouldn't expect, like they throw in like a, like the beat drops out or something where it's like you wouldn't expect. I love that because I'll listen over and over and over again trying to like memorize the unique pattern that they put the song together in and it it's like that same part of my brain that like makes me go ooh this is interesting and different and I like it and so he does a lot of that where it's like it doesn't go the way you ex would expect and kind of like um uh like you know when you're watching a movie and it goes a completely different direction and you're like Thank you, God, for not like just doing what I thought you were going to do right there because how boring is that? Um, but here's another thing, though. I will say that like I'm not above like a top 40, like, uh, you know, like Charlie Puth is one of my favorite artists. I love John Mayer. Like last year I saw Hosier. Um, I've seen Taylor Swift. Like... I love me a Katy Perry bop. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm not like, I am only a hipster that only likes starving artists. But I will say that, like, I am very passionate about those people because I feel like they're super talented and they deserve to make it. And I, like, something about, like, those shows that are small or, or like, at cool venues that, like, you'll see them before they blow up is, like, there is something unforgettable. Like, I will remember those things. Like, my dad um, has this story about seeing Jimi Hendrix at the Memorial Auditorium right here in downtown Sac in, like, the 60s. Like, he will never forget that, right? And although he has a lot of shows like that, like, for me, it's like when you see something at, like, an iconic place with someone you... with up of someone you really love... And it's like, that'll be burned into your brain forever, you know? So that's that's like a completely different one than like a, I'm going to go see Taylor Swift in the Staples Center, which I did. And it was great, but it's like completely different experience than like I was three rows back from Dean Lewis in 2013 or whatever the frick it was. Um, not that long ago. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, 
I'm a top 40 girl. I love me a bop, but at the same time, like these people out there who are creating stuff that no one's ever heard, new rhythms and new beat patterns and all this crap, which is really hard to do. Like there's only so many combinations of freaking co codes. Oh God. Chords you can put together and all that stuff that like, and still make it sound new and like they're slaying it. Um, but yeah, so, oh, the other person I'll add, I don't know as much about him, but I went through this phase like maybe like ooh, seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that is Ben Howard, who is also really big now, but also like so many good albums, so many good songs. I saw him in New York, um, I think at the Bowery and like, like talk about a jammy, like chill vibe, like he had a freaking harpist on stage, okay? And like a lot of the songs are very mellow and you can just put them on. Like I used to put them on when I'd fly and I'd be like, I'd write in my journal and be like, Ugh. you know, like very like, um, I don't know, just like relaxing and it's hard to tell like where you're at in the song. This one isn't like a, oh, I can't wait to see what comes next. It's more like a, like, where are we? What's happening? Like, I'm lost in the woods and I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So give him a whirl. I think his newer stuff is pretty different, but um, like also just like really, really good shit. And I think that um, you guys will super enjoy. And if you don't, well then, so sorry for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are my people. I put them on my playlist. I investigate. I'm always adding new things. So if you think of anyone that you think I should listen to, um, send it on over. Otherwise, I hope you're all surviving. I know this is a little wild of a year. A little is an understatement. And like of a week and all that stuff. But um, I just want to connect and like giggle and relax and chill and feel like, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. <sighs> Deep breaths on that music take a bath that's my other shower bath I'm all about a shower bath what I mean by that is you lay okay wash your tub if it's gross wash your tub and then you lay down and then you put the stopper in the bathtub and then you keep the shower on and so you are staying warm because the warm water is on you and it's slowly filling up so it's just like washing over you and if you have like a candle or something and if you want to put on the music, tell me that is not relaxing. Just try to tell me it's not. And unless you have kids trying to interrupt or men or significant others or dogs, um, then it might not be as relaxing. But no joke, freaking Roxy's been going through it. Okay. And Thank God she's mellow right now, but last week it was a shit show, okay? And she was going through some separation anxiety, like really intense. And I'm not even kidding you. I was trying to do that thing in the shower, like, oh. and she's trying to get in the gosh dang bathtub with me. And so I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> so I was like, you wanna come in so bad? And I brought her in and I was like, we're just sitting there and I'm holding her like this and I'm like, you said you wanted to come in here. And she was totally like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so we just sat there and like, she's not directly in the water cause like, I don't want her ears to fill up or I don't know if she can, 
like, I don't know if that's bad for her hearing or something, but, you know, the water's like this down below us. And she's just like, all right, thanks. <laughs> so maybe, hopefully, if your pet wants to come and just invite them and hopefully it goes well for you. It didn't go horribly wrong. I pictured like me getting really scratched up or something and like, I don't know. I pictured the worst, but she was chill. That's how stressed out she was, you guys. Like, thankfully we've gotten through it. For the most part, she's still anxious, but aren't we all? So anyways, that's my lounging with leash for today. Thank you for listening and we'll get after it next time. All right, bye.